The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Of course, the World Health Organization often cited and turned to for advice uh, during COVID. Uh, they are out today talking about air quality, and apparently Ireland's is not good enough. It falls below the minimum standard the organization sets for healthy air to breathe. And one of the ways suggested to promote cleaner air in Ireland is to introduce more sustainable ways to heat our homes, specifically that we stop burning solid fuels. John Sudow is Emeritus Professor of Chemistry at UCC. John, should we ban fires and fireplaces? Well, that's an easy question. One of the, I mean, it may appear to be difficult, but to me, it's easy. And the answer is yes. Um, all carbon-containing solid fuels release particles, small particles that are toxic, that get into our lungs and our hearts, and they, they, they cause enormous damage. I mean, the limit being death, of course. But the, the, the fact is our hospitals get clogged up with more and more people because of air pollution. And in Ireland, burning fires, burning wood, coal, peat, um, are a problem, the so, biggest problem. So given the scale of that problem, should we do it immediately? Uh, well, I would say yes, and you'll come back to me, I'm sure, and say, what's the alternative, John? Okay. Well, <laughs> I, w- I actually had something else to ask you, but given, oh, you, okay. you, you, given you seem to have kind of teed up the second half of this answer, what's the alternative, John? <laughs> well, uh, we, we do... A lot of the problems that we have uh, releasing particulate matter from solid fuel burning is because people have more than one type of heating in their in their home that they can use, let's say gas um, or, or oil, mm. but they will insist on burning as well uh, the solid fuel in the fireplace and in the wood stove. Now, that is something that I, I believe could be banned virtually immediately. But we'll have to police it uh, appropriately. There have to be proper enforcement. But that could happen. And the second is is uh, not not jumping on on the bandwagon so much of the, of the heat pumps. But certainly, we must look a lot more into district heating. Um, the, 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 this is fairly commonplace. In, my, in some of the continent, uh, and we should do that. Yeah. So that would be my, my answer, but um, education is needed. First, people need to decide whether or not they want to uh, pass on illness to their families or to their neighbours or not. Mm, all right. For people who are wondering, um, uh, district heating, an example of it here would be uh, the incinerator in Dublin now is used to hi- heat uh, some homes uh, and businesses in the capital, essentially all that heat generated instead of it uh, uh, just being allowed to drift up into the atmosphere is used and now utilised to heat homes. So uh, Seamus Boland is with us as well, who's the CEO of Irish Rural Link. Seamus, for people who have home heating oil or they've got uh, natural gas on tap, should we immediately ban open fires? Well, of course, we shouldn't because we do need alternatives. But the first thing to say is the report isn't all bad. I mean, we are living up to the European standards of burning fossil fuels. So according to that report, we're not as bad as we're supposed to be, according to the WHO. But going back to the question, there are not many homes who are burning multiple different types of uh, fuel for heating. Uh, most of Irish homes, especially in rural Ireland, are dependent on turf. 
are dependent on one of the solid fuels or indeed fossil fuels. They don't have that choice right now. And with retrofit really behind, if it is started at all, I'm afraid it's going to take years for that to happen. So is that is that true, Shays? A majority of homes in Ireland don't have an oil tank. Well, again, oil is not saying that. Not saying that. I'm saying what your caller was saying or your speaker was saying that they have multiple choices in the same home, but they choose to burn one above the other. I'm saying. Well, I think, and, and I'll come back to John. I'm not putting words in my mouth. I think he meant is that they they are not dependent on burning solid fuel for heat, that they have either oil or gas. And I think that would be true for almost every home in Ireland. I don't really, I would have to disagree with that. Uh, certainly in, in rural areas that I know, uh, there's, there's huge dependence on uh, turf, for example, or wood. Uh, and and uh, they, w- they in, wouldn't have an oil tank at all. They just have a fire in the, in, yeah. in, in, in the hearth and that's the only heat in the whole home. Well, they would have they'd be burning using the stove or they'd be using the the famous um, cooker uh, with, that can burn the tar fire, yeah. wood, etc., etc. So, no, there, there would be quite a number, and those are the ones I'd be worried about. Yeah. Sure, there, of course there are people with oil tanks, we know that, but uh, we've still a long way to go before we can say uh, you, we can back Yeah, that. and I, listen, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm totally out of touch. I know those homes exist. I just, I was surprised that you're... I, what I interpreted your suggestion being that, there, that a majority of homes in rural Ireland were like that. I mean, you're talking about a, a minority, though, aren't you? Oh, no, sorry, it wouldn't be. Yeah, it would be a minority. Yeah. But if you look at the rural areas, if you look at uh, west of Ireland, if you look at um, the south of Ireland, indeed, Midlands, you're looking at a fair number of homes uh, who are dependent on one source of fuel. Uh, John, um, uh, what do you say to those people who are living in those homes? This is not just a rural problem, is what I would say first. Uh, Perhaps the target I had is much more urban homes that certainly have that, but they have to have the trendy wood stoves. The wood stoves that burn, uh, and uh, any sort of wood is is bad. I mean, fortunately, wet wood has now been banned uh, from being sold in in Ireland, but but dry wood um, releases smoke, 90% of it, goes into your neighbour's home, and theirs comes into your home. So uh, I I'm, I'm also would be taking aim at those who believe that they need the trendiness as well as the the gas central heating that they have. I, I wonder to a degree, I mean, w- w- will that begin to disappear naturally as more people kind of frown upon the open fire, John, do you suspect? <laughs> Um, well, it's going to have to. I mean, the EU Parliament just passed. It's going to be full convergence by 2035 between yeah. the EU high limits and the World Health Organization much lower limits, which are lower by about three mm. to four times. So that's going to happen yeah. for sure. But, you know, I, I know you're taking aim at those people putting in the trendy wood stove in their extension uh, in, in our cities. At the same time, I'd like a ban across the board would affect everybody else as well. So, again, what do you say to those people who just have the, the, the fire or the, the solid wood burning stove to heat the house? Uh, well, uh, there have been actually statistical analyses of those who only have one form of heating, which the solid fuel heating around Ireland. And I think less than 5%. 
And would you make an exception for that 5%? Well, uh, well of course. I mean, there, there has to okay. be a just transition yeah. well, with whatever you do uh, it, with the environment. It, it, it's a, a, an area we can uh, quickly fall down in if we don't do that. Right. You don't, if you don't pe- the, bring the people along, then, of course, it, it, it'll be a- anarchy. Seamus, but, I, but, I, I, there, might be some, there might be some agreement here. Seamus, um, really, an exception? Yeah, no, look, obviously you, you can't force people who are dependent on one source of fuel, especially fossil fuel, to change overnight. No, no, and I know, but John, I don't think is suggesting that. John is saying, like, if, if you don't have oil, an oil tank, or you're not on the gas network, that, uh, of course, he's not going to, uh, uh, he nor anybody else shouldn't rob you of the only bit, w- way you can heat your home. That, yeah, that those 5% of homes, there would be an exception for. Well, again, I, I really have to come back to that figure. I know 53% of the um, uh, fuel uh, households in Ireland are burning fossil fuels, that's for sure. Then there's we go down along the line about who's dependent on what. But there is a lot of fossil fuel being burnt. And no matter what way you look at it, that is contributing to the air quality. Uh, so I think we're in disagreement there. But let's be clear, uh, if we're going to change that, and we should change it because the report is correct, then we have to start getting retrofit back into the scene. Otherwise, we're going to be behind in this one forever. <laughs> Uh, Grania says, until all houses are properly insulated, you can forget about banning open fires. We have a miserable dark, damp winter here and we need our fires. Furthermore, what about all the houses over 10 years old that do not have any heating uh, uh, other than open fires? Let us not uh, generalise. Should we ban barbecues and campfires as well? Wonders another listener. And Bart says, uh, burning seasoned wood with a moisture content under 17% is carbon neutral. We live in the northwest and we only process trees that have been taken down by storms. To leave the tree decaying would emit as much carbon um, as cutting up and burning dry. So says Bart. Anyway, lots of people uh, with strong views on whether uh, fires, open fires should be banned in the home. John Sudo, thank you for speaking to us. Emeritus Professor of Chemistry at UCC, Seamus Boland, who is the CEO of Irish Rural Link. Now, you may have uh, seen a small bit of the uh, kerfuffle that has been made out of zombie being something of an anthem for the Irish rugby fans. Certainly exercise our own Shane Coleman on Newstalk Breakfast this morning. Henry McKean has been speaking to those fans in Paris. I think it's just a song. Like, we all just, like, we all just got to appreciate it. It's just a song. There's no one out to hate anybody or to upset anyone. It was just a song on the day. I think everybody that was in the stadium sang it. I think it's more of a reflection on the fact that, like noticing her life and all her contribution to the music industry as well. This is Dolores. Like a huge Irish band and I think in fairness it was the organisers that selected that that was played over the And it is a monster anthem as well. Yeah, it was played over the PA so it was chosen for us so in that way maybe France Rugby Union can look into it as well themselves as they want but I think focus on what it is for the song that it was. It's an Irish song, it's a reflection of her contribution to music. I think if they played Aslan, everyone would have sang along. It was just the heat of the moment. Everyone was just enjoying the win and it shouldn't take away from the fact that they did win on the day. Being honest with you now, I this is the first I've heard of it. Um, I always just thought it was an Irish anthem that's been sang kind of by big Munster fans and uh, I've always kind of known it as just one of those songs we'd sing in celebration. But uh, no, I've been honest with you, I don't really know the history behind it. So Yeah, some fans in Paris speaking to Henry McKean. I think this is the almost perfect example 
of why you shouldn't be on Twitter at the weekends. I watched the match. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Great atmosphere. Great singing at the end. I was at a blitz all day long in Kilmacud or in UCD organised by Kilmacud Croaks yesterday. Brilliantly organised, it has to be said. Spoke to people from clubs all over the country, from Aaron Moore and from Napiershig, uh, from Kilmacud, from um, Ballygunner as well. And of course, the conversation came around to the match and everybody enjoyed it. And everybody thought the atmosphere was brilliant. I spoke to Jackie Hurley, who's doing a brilliant job in RTE presenting all of this. She thought it was a brilliant match and the atmosphere was brilliant. I didn't know. Nobody, nobody was talking about zombie and whether it's a partitionist anthem. And then you get home and everybody is losing their minds on Twitter. That The perfect example of get your head out of Twitter at the weekends. It is not the real world. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.